0: What's up, BYU Radio friends? Jason Shepard and Dave McCann here on the latest BYU Sports Nation. We hand out our superlatives for the month of September
1: after BYU football's 4-1 start to the season. On the next episode, is it make or break for BYU football in the month of October? Make or break already? Hmm.
0: Is it? Listen on demand. Google BYU Sports Nation podcast or tune in live at noon Eastern for BYUSN always here on BYU Radio. After a 4-1 and one September for BYU football, what were the best plays, best moments, the best win, and the best players? We'll give you our September superlatives and former BYU defensive lineman Bronson Kofusi tells us what stood out to him about BYU's 4-1 and one start and his expectations for the rest of
1: the season. Plus, a notable and needed BYU football player says he thinks he might be back earlier than expected from his injury. How nice would that be? And tonight is number seven, BYU. Hosting number seven, Texas Tech will preview the big game. It's sold out. Lavini Vakas in studio with us today. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store,
0: official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Thursday, October fifth. My name is Jason Shepard, alongside the BYU TV app cover model, Dave McCann.
1: Yeah. I was going to be the cover model for our MySpace uh, outfit, you know. Oh, from, boy. From yesteryear. Yeah. So then that, that, got, that didn't work out, and so now we're shooting for the app. Well,
0: look, um, <laughs> how cool is it? Uh, Connor Mance. Yeah, how about this? BYU's Connor Mance was on the, the Nike app, the Nike store app, like the front page of this. Look at that! Unpacked, Connor Mance. You go to Nike to buy some stuff. You gotta go through Connor first. Look, we're talking like, like easily top three global brand. What you got? Like Nike, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, maybe those those global brands. And Connor Mance is on the front of the by or of the uh, the Nike store app. How heard cool of that? He's ran his way there. Yes, he has. And uh, so when you go there, uh, salute him. Not everyone gets that moment. Maybe he's if I say I know Connor Mance, maybe I'll get like a little discount on the, on the the Nike store app. <laughs> yeah, try it. Trust try me, I, let I give them enough money as it is right now. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: And he's loose.
0: Chase Roberts, Lassiter, to the end zone.
1: This is picked by Eddie
0: Hecker. Full this. As BYU enjoys its bye week, it's also time to uh, look back at the first third of the season. It's kind of crazy to think that we're already and in sad, three, crazy, yeah, and crazy and a sad. Bit sad. Yeah, the Cougars four and one with the only loss coming at Kansas. Overall, though, it was a heck of a September for BYU as it plays this historic season in the Big Twelve. So why don't we settle in on some September superlatives? And Dave, we're going to start with the best
1: win so far in September. Where do you go with BYU football's best win? It's going to be a great exercise. Folks at home, you can play along with us because everyone's got an opinion. Uh, Starting with the best win, I know what you think I'm going to say, but I'm going to go Cincinnati because it was a Big 12 game at home. Biggest crowd since 2009. Uh, They had to overcome a lot to get to the end of the first half and into the second half where things came alive. Keaton Slovis played great when he needed to, and BYU beat Cincinnati. Um, Gets him to 4-1, which I think opens the door for the possibilities of 6-1, 7-1, maybe higher. Who knows? We'll discuss that with Bronson coming up in just a bit. But I'm going Cincinnati because of, of the magnitude of a Big 12 win, the first in school history.
0: So I have my answer, which is different from yours, but I thought about going with Cincinnati for the reasons that you mentioned, because of the significance of what that game represented to have it in Provo. But ultimately, I decided to go with the, the win at Arkansas, and there were a couple of different reasons why. Number one, it's it was a road game against an SEC team. It doesn't matter which team it is in the Southeast Conference. If you're beating an SEC team on the road, that's a big deal. Then you throw in the degree of difficulty it took to win the game where you're immediately down in the first four minutes by two touchdowns and then to come back and win, to me, that was the best win of September for
1: BYU football. I like, I like that, and it was a huge win, especially considering what Arkansas did to BYU the year before here in Provo, and they just expected to do it again. Um, they were down their stud runner, but it doesn't matter. They don't have bad recruiting classes at Arkansas. They were favored to win the game. I think it was 10 points uh, going in. And uh, hostile environment for sure. BYU had a huge following that got seats and got in there. And uh, you're right, after the first two plays or two touchdowns, we thought, is this the team? Right. Because they they look great against Sam Houston and Southern Utah. And then all of a sudden, a couple possessions later, we're like, Well, maybe this is the team. Yeah. And that was the team that went on and won the game. Well, and the other part about it is, and it kind of goes back to it doesn't matter which team in the
0: SEC you beat, that gets people's attention. And even if you're just looking at box scores, if you're going over a scoreboard, oh, BYU beat Arkansas. Like, that stands out. Yeah. And trust me, I, I know in, in talking with, with Coach Lance Leipold, uh, the week after getting ready for the Kansas game, he took notice of what BYU did at Arkansas. I promise he knew about it.
1: I was cheering for Arkansas. They almost beat LSU in Death Valley the following week. and thought, oh, would just, you know, make us look even better. Yeah. Uh, they went toe to the toe with them. So 20 quarters of football we've yep. seen. they have seen a lot of plays. Which is the best play? Look, I... I would be surprised if this is not
0: unanimous by just about everybody. Right. Uh, it's got to be the Chase Roberts one-handed catch at Arkansas. Can it be anything other than that
1: play? It happens to be our only play that's number one <laughs> on ESPN's top ten plays of the day. It's. I mean, for those that are
0: watching on BYU TV, we're getting another look at it. And let's be honest, you can't have too many looks at just how awesome that play was, and, and Keaton steps up, he knows he's going to get hit. He puts it in the perfect spot, and Chase somehow <laughs> gets his hand on it with one hand and then still able to get the foot in bounds. I just don't know how you can go with any other play other than
1: that. No, I, I agree with you. The I mean, more, more and more you watch it, the more spectacular it gets. Um, interesting about this play, because I asked Chase this la- last Tuesday, Hey, of your big catches, there was this one, there was the one against uh, Cincinnati, and there was the Baylor one last year before halftime. Which is your favorite? Without hesitation, he said, the Baylor one. It was his first touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it was a phenomenal grab. I thought for sure he was going to agree with us. <laughs> and just go right to Arkansas. Yeah. But that was the big one to him for the season. I agree. That is the that's the best play. We've seen some really good plays. Yeah. And we so we have some honorable mentions. Uh, that 59-yarder against Cincinnati was a big play. It wasn't a one-hander, yeah. but it was still somewhat improbable because, as you see, Keaton looks like he's throwing for Keanu Hill. And it doesn't matter Roberts. that it wasn't intended <laughs> for him. Roberts is going 59 <laughs> yards, turns on the speed, outruns everybody, so he shows a whole lot of his Puka Nakua abilities. Uh, I think he is the next Puka coming out of here in a couple of years. But um, So th- that's an honorable mention play. Oh, there's no that question. That was huge. My, a my, game-changer.
0: And my favorite part of that play is what you mentioned at the end, him – pulling away from the defenders. Yeah. And so that to me, some of the others, Parker Kingston to, to Deion Smith, the throwback. No one saw that coming, including including Arkansas. the Arkansas defense. <laughs> uh, Jacob Robinson's interception versus uh, Sam Houston. Here's that that throwback. Former quarterback at Roy High School. Deion Smith, wide open on the left side of the field. Uh, and then Jacob Robinson's interception How about this uh, versus right Sam Houston. And then L.J. Martin, 45-yard TD run. Uh, versus Arkansas, look at him. That that last leap gets him across the goal line. All right, so those were some honorable mentions. Now, how about uh, we've had the best play, the best game. What about the best moment? I'm kind of curious as to
1: how you view moment. Well, how we view moments is how I feel in the moment. Okay. That's how I view the moment. Okay. There was a moment in the in between the third and fourth quarters of the game against Cincinnati when the fire dancers are out. Cincinnati didn't want to take their team off the field. They wanted to meet out you know, near the yard marker, which is a little further out than everyone else. And so they wouldn't budge for the fire dancers. The fire dancers do their show, and then they all come back, and they walk past the Cincinnati group and talk trash with them on their way out. (laughs) And I sat there, I thought that was, I don't know, there's some juvenile stuff still in me, but I thought, that's cool. We got the fire dancers are over there talking trash to the Bearcats, and then they walked off the field, doused their flames, and the game went on. By the way, would you ever do that? No. Even, I mean, if, even if they would help you, like, to
0: train you to do it, would you be willing to do that?
1: There's two things I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that, and then I also wouldn't talk trash to a guy who does that. Yeah, yes. Who's in front of me yes, that is with very a fire true. stick. I, <laughs> I don't know how, because I, I have a helmet, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this guy some business. Yeah. And they just stood there and took it. And even though I think the young, we had some young fire dancers yes. out there, and I think they even shared uh, some of their... Uh, feelings toward the Bearcats and I, t- I saw some of the Bearcats complaining to yeah. the ref and you're going okay mission accomplished All right, what's your best? Uh,
0: yeah, for me? Um, this one was I-, I went this way even though it was a loss and I'm a bit surprised that I'm going with a loss but For historical reasons and for personal reasons it was when BYU took the field at Kansas for the first Big 12 game I um, I made sure that I was at that game. I was not going to miss that game. So I was in the stands um, and, or it's not in the stands, in the booth, excuse me. And there was that moment of just seeing BYU in that environment against a team from the Big 12, it just meant a lot to me having, having, you know, been born and grown up for the first 13 years of my life, not too far from that area. And so the personal side of that made it big for me. But then just realizing the significance of what BYU was now embarking on, taking the field in Lawrence, that's the moment for me in September.
1: I like that because, as you know, I like flyovers. Yes. There was one, and they turned around, and they came came back. back. Two flyovers are always better than one. And so they did two. When you don't have mountains, you can just do a U-turn, I think, and just come right back. Yeah. Um, so they had two flyovers for that one. It was significant. It you was ever a done? You ever been involved in a flyover? Like have you ever done in a, a
0: jet? Like in a jet? Have no, you ever done that? No, but I should. Like the Blue Angels. I'd know? throw up.
1: I'd throw up, but I'd, yeah, I. Would nobody still do needs it that. Second. Nobody needs that. Darius Lasseter gets honorable mention with that touchdown against Kansas. Yeah, in front of his mom and against his brother. And, and yeah, that was a cool that moment that for the
0: Lassiter family. I'm sure.
1: Okay, so uh, September, went five games in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the schedule played out. Uh, The Offensive Player of the Month for BYU,
0: who is it? Uh, I went with Chase Roberts, and it goes uh, to a lot of what we were discussing earlier in terms of him stepping up and into that Puka Nakua role that we saw last year. And going into the year, we were wondering, does BYU have a number one guy? Is it going to be a wide receiver by committee? And and to a certain degree, it, it, it still is and probably will continue to be that way. But I think Chase Roberts has established himself as the number one receiver in plays like this and the, the one-handed catch that we saw.
1: T- to me, he was the offensive player of the month. He's won three Y factors on game day as the player of the game. And that's, that's right up there with what Puka did. Uh, that, that's how impactful Chase has been in the first month of the season. I'm gonna go with, uh, with the guy who threw him the football, uh, Keaton Slovis, considering all that, that he is taking on. Um, Coming in new, uh, his last year of eligibility, first year with Aaron Roderick's offense. Um, Keanu Hill slowed by injury, no Cody Epps, so he's had new guys with Lassiter and Marion. He's had to break in. Uh, He's had Rex, which has been good. Chase, as you mentioned a moment ago. He's run for his first career touchdowns uh, in in his life. Um, I like his leadership. He's the reason we're four and three. He's the reason Chase Roberts is your offensive player of the month. That's right. <laughs> and so I'm going with, with Keaton slowless. All right, let's go to the other side of the ball. Who's your defensive player of the month in September? Easy for me, Tyler Batty. He's been a big part of that defensive line, which is playing so much better than it did last year in getting to the quarterback and putting pressure on the quarterback. 26 tackles for Batty, three and a half sacks, three quarterback hurries. He's forced the fumble. He's recovered a fumble. He even won Big 12 Defensive Player yeah. of the Week during September. Uh, the pride of Pace in high school. I, I love how Tyler Batty's playing football. Yeah, I went with Jacob Robinson. Uh, the three interceptions,
0: obviously one take him back for the touchdown. I think his defense, especially earlier in the in the month, really set the tone yep. for what that defense was going to look like. And he's, he's had opportunities for even more interceptions. And I know he's going to, you know, he's, he kicks himself from some of the ones that maybe didn't go his way. But
1: for, for me, it's Jacob Robinson. I think he's uh, spectacular. Brian Logan always says that when it's said and done, that this guy right here will be the best corner. To ever come out of BYU um still got plenty of time left and, and you gotta love because he's, an he's an Orham tiger man. guy of course he's an Orham tiger <laughs> and uh i sat down with him with a, for an interview on game day a few weeks ago and he's just a humble guy um but he's good and he's always been undersized yeah but even his head coaches he, he plays bigger than he is and uh, with him at one corner and eddie heckard at the other BYU's in good shape well and, and it's been uh evident and he gets personal shout-outs
0: from close friend Marie Osmond. Yeah. Close friend to both of you, actually.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> we get around. <laughs> uh, it's, it, uh, Jacobs, he's going to have to have a big game against TCU because they like to throw it and do all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think he's a viable candidate for Defensive Player of the Month. All right, the Newcomer of the Month. We'll finish up with this one. The Newcomer. Now, think about it. 20 guys join the Cougars Mm -hmm. from the portal. Right. So there's plenty of newcomers. And some come in as freshmen anyway. Who's your newcomer? Um, I actually went with with a, a true freshman, and I
0: went with Marcus McKenzie. Oh, yeah. The gunner seems to be in every play on special teams. And it's not just that he's in the play, he's making big plays on special teams. The guy is an unbelievable tackler in that situation and i can't tell you how many times like uh, being sitting in the booth and hearing um greg or hands up oh, there's marcus mckenzie again that just it feels like game in and game out he makes a huge play on special teams love his attitude he
1: loves ryan rico because he kicks it so high <laughs> yeah, gives him time to gives get down there time to get down there and and, and create some highlights i'm going to go with lj martin here's a kid fresh out of high school uh last year this time he's playing uh, in El Paso, running the ball all over the place. He comes here, he's not expected to do much because there's Hinckley Rapati and then he gets hurt. There's Aiden Robbins and he gets hurt. Deion Smith uh, still working his way in uh, from the portal. But then here comes Martin and uh, he runs like an upperclassman. He's not afraid. This is a great run right here into the end zone. And uh, I, I think uh, this is the beginning of something great for all these guys we mentioned, especially his newcomers. But LJ Martin, I'm eager to see what he can do. Back in Texas yep. against TCU a week from Saturday. Um, but, but he's my newcomer.
0: OK. Our question of the day is this. What is your favorite moment from the BYU football season so far? We will start with uh, Antonio on Facebook. Antonio says, BYU's touchdown drive against Cincinnati before the half. I know it's not technically one moment, but it basically took a couple of bats to the eye and they were in the end zone. They they had not the, the offense had not been able to move. At all, and then three plays, I believe it was 82 yards. And it was like 38 seconds. And it was 37 seconds. 37. It was. I, I'm like. I tweeted out. I love the 42nd offense. Yeah.
1: I'll take it's that. Better than the two <laughs> I'll take that. One. BYU for Trey on X. The Chase Roberts catch versus Arkansas is all time good. I can't think of anything better than that. Hey, look. It's the reason why it was our uh, our play of the month. And then uh, Isaac Harlan on
0: Facebook says Jacob Robinson with his phenomenal interception in the end zone, which saved a shutout game. Yeah. And that is important to the defense. Putting up the zero, there's no question about it. Continue to weigh in using hashtag BYUSN on X,
1: Facebook, and Instagram. Mega matchup tonight at Southfield. This one for the ages. Two teams who are tied for number seven in the coaches poll. BYU takes on undefeated Texas Tech. 9 Eastern on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus. Game sold out. Lavini Vaca going to join us later in the show. Shep will be on the sideline. This is all guns a for tonight. Let's go at Southfield. All right, up next,
0: Bronson Kafusi will join us. What's his favorite moment from BYU's football season so far? This is BYU Sports Nation. back inside Studio B. We are your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. He's Dave McCann. I'm Jason Shepard. And we are so happy to have our next guest. He is former Cougar. He is a former NFLer. He is a, is a father, husband, businessman. You do it all. Bronson Kafusi, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Great to be here. So uh, it's the bye week for BYU football, right? So, it's kind of a time for us to look back on, on what's happened to this point. It's an earlier bye week, BYU, 4-1, and one, pretty impressive 4-1 and one start, I think. What have been your
3: impressions of this team so far? I'm loving it. <laughs> Honestly, I, yeah. I feel like every week we show something a little more and a little more. And you, you can feel like momentum building week to week, I feel like. And so... Um, There's a lot of really good things, and there's a lot of things to work on, but I feel like we're heading in the right direction.
1: Something we saw at the Cincinnati game, which we hadn't seen for a long time. Your brother Devin, who uh, was here, and then he went (laughs) up there, finished up there. Then he's back here wearing his BYU stuff at the game against the Bearcats. How did you pull that off, that whole transformation? (laughs) Brothers can do amazing things. (laughs) Yeah, they can. They can.
3: It was good to see him there at the game, right, wearing some BYU blue and... You know, supporting a lot of his friends and people that he knows. And uh, we always always tease him, you know. (laughs) Hey, man, come on back. back. Here's my question.
0: Was it his old BYU gear that he kept? Or did he have to borrow somebody's BYU
3: gear? That's my question about the whole situation. That is a really good question. He probably... Man, it might have been his. I'll have to go look, but it could have been Corbin's too because you never know. But everyone shares their BYU stuff in my family. Yeah,
0: yeah, you guys are lacking for BYU gear in your family. Yeah. So what, what's been your favorite moment of the season so far? You talked about the 4-1 start. Is there a moment that has, has stood out to you that's really got you going this year? Oh,
3: man, there's a lot of moments. But my favorite overall you know, thing that I absolutely love is just the defensive pressure that is coming every single game and how every single game you know they show a little bit more like and different pressures too. It's really interesting to me um, and they're getting home and if they're not getting home they're really darn close. So I love how you know they're mixing up the, the blitzes and who's coming where they're coming from. That's probably my favorite thing to watch.
1: 19 quarterback hurries all of last season They have 16 right now through five games. So when you got in there and hurried a quarterback, what what does that do to what the quarterback's trying to do? How important is that kind of pressure? Even if you don't get home, how disruptive is that kind of pressure that this defensive line is doing? It is so key and so vital
3: because the quarterback, if he knows that you're getting there closer and closer, he knows you're coming every single time, that consistency builds in his mind. and, And, you know, eventually, He's going to make a bad decision and or you're just going to get home. And so being able to have those pressures earlier in the games helps a ton down the stretch because you're it's not just that you're pressuring. It's that you're beating someone. Right. And so you're you're beating the offense alignment or you're beating that protection. And so, you know, that starts to carry and leak into other areas as
1: the game goes on. We saw exactly what you're talking about in the Arkansas game. There was more pressure on the quarterback, and then the next thing you know, he throws a pass right to Max Thule <laughs> for an interception that leads to a touchdown. Yeah, it and it is incredible because, you know, the quarterback, he's obviously
3: getting his reads down, but he's doing it while feeling pressure. And so that overall feeling has to be constant because as soon as you pull off and that feeling, he, be, he gets comfortable. Right. He gets in the zone and all of a sudden his decisions are so clear and it's, it's hard to stop a quarterback when he gets to that point. So if you can bring that pressure, there's nothing better as a defensive player <laughs> being able to bring that pressure and you can feel it. And so like all of a sudden as a defensive player, not as a quarterback feel it, but you feel it as a defensive player. Yeah. So all of a sudden third down comes around second and long, or they do a, you know, run play action and you know, you know, it it's, gets you excited. How much fun would it, be for a guy like you to play in a scheme like this? How would you have fit into this scheme? Oh, man, that's a good question. I, I felt like I would definitely be on the edge, uh, rushing, you know, trying to create one on ones for me because I feel like for me, that's where I would, you know, be able to help the most is, okay, let's bring a, Let's bring a guy off the edge and let's, let's have a guy, let's have a, de- a defensive tackle next to me. Now, he gets a one-on-one, I get a one-on-one. You know, he gets a one-on-one. <laughs> we're handing out one-on-ones
1: everywhere we go. <laughs> Look get so big when he talks about one-on-one opportunities. <laughs> yeah, they're the best. They're the best. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, Batty's had a good season so far. Yeah. On the edge and, and finding a way to get in there. When, when you were there and and you know you have the advantage over the guy trying to block you, and he knows you know that you have the advantage <laughs> over it. What what's that like? What's that exchange like throughout a game? Uh, oh, like, my gosh. That is the best feeling ever when
3: you you know you got this guy all game and you're in his head you know early on too and so uh that exchange during the game it's he knows it's coming and then you just get to just toy with him and you're you're, you're playing this game showing him different things but then you're taking it away and you're playing that chess match as a pass rusher and what's cool is you start to see as from a whole defensive point of view which is so fun to see because You see the blitzes, you know, we're bringing corner blitzes. We're bringing, you know, these, you know, cross blitzes that are awesome and and they're getting home. If not, they're getting close, like you said, with those hurries. Well,
0: there's Uh, clearly been improvement on the defensive side, as we've talked about. But as as much improvement as there has been, I know Jay Hill has said there's still room for us to get a lot better. What areas do
3: you think the defense can still get better? That's a that's a really good question now. If you can take the hurries and turn them into sacks, which then turn into getting the ball out and getting turnovers, that changes the whole game. Those turnovers, I mean, even last game, like those turnovers saved us, you yeah. know, even though, like, because if you look at the numbers, you know, they, I think they had more yards than us. and they had all more this, everything. More everything. <laughs> yeah. But we won the turnover battle. Right. Yeah. So then we, we're going to win that game because we're going to turn them into points. So um, converting hurries into turnovers,
1: I think, is one area that will, be, that will help us so much. All right, so the Cougars won four. Uh, the season's getting a little tougher uh, down the road. I think byu they got the ninth toughest schedule remaining in the country. Mm-hmm. How many wins do you see coming? Man, you know what? I, I really
3: just, I want at least three, at least three, four, that would be great, but five, oh, man, that'll be the best thing ever. So (laughs) three, four, five, that's where I'm at, right in there. Um, And, you know, there are some really tough teams coming up and away games that are going to be great, great testers, though. But there's nothing better than walking into a visiting, you know, stadium and uh, you're picked not to win and you just go out there and no pressure, and just dominate.
0: With what you've seen so far, have your expectations for the team changed?
3: You know what? I feel like they've, I, yes, I feel like it it has because I'm seeing us improve so much each week that my expectations get higher, higher, higher. Like, okay, I see what's possible here. Yeah, I I see us going, going, and you know, and even even navigating adversity. Like, our team is navigating adversity, injuries, you know, during the game, and it's it's awesome to see. So my expectations keep going up, honestly. From a defensive
1: lineman's perspective, what do you see in Keaton Slovis that's allowing him to be effective and getting better and more comfortable each week in this new system? I love that word, comfortable, because you can tell he is getting more comfortable. And
3: he's really, I feel like, you know, making decisions quicker. And then also, he's just trusting the receivers, trusting the O-line. I feel like that level of trust is growing. And so, uh, because of that, he's able to play, you know, so much faster.
1: And, and the Cougars haven't ran the ball very well. That's well documented. But that that line is protecting him, and uh, and I think he has just a couple of sacks on the year. But he has, hasn't been getting hit hard, which has allowed him to stay upright, which is the key when you've got a quarterback behind him that doesn't have any Division one experience coming from junior college. But to to the credit of that offensive line, he's had a pretty good pocket. Yeah, it is. It's so true. And so
3: with that, he is settling in and being able to, okay, I do have a certain amount of time. And I feel like as that zeroes in, he's just going to get better and better. And his throws are going to get better. Everything is going to just keep going. And that's what you want from a quarterback during the season is you want to see them climbing, 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 because um, you know, they're not even to their, Fullest yet, and so right. it's cool to see that you know from from Keaton. Speaking of
0: things that are cool to see, uh, Puka Nakua is the talk of the National Football League. As somebody who you know played in the NFL, how impressive
3: is what we're seeing from Puka right out of the gate? Oh, it's incredible. As a rookie coming in and putting up those types of numbers, and and if you look at like even his targets, like he's catching everything, he's getting open, and his quarterback trusts him so much, right? You know that. And so what a cool opportunity to see him doing that. And man, I think he leads the whole league and that's why he's literally doing the best. I love it. Well,
0: You touched on something, the trust. Like it takes a while for a quarterback to trust a receiver What does that say that that's happened so quick? Now, some of it is out of necessity. When you don't have a guy like Cooper Cup, you you have to spread the ball around. But I agree with you 100%. Stafford absolutely trusts Puka, and and that doesn't always happen that early in a career. Certainly, it could take years before a quarterback and a receiver have that kind of trust.
3: Yeah, literally years. And I just, the NFL, I think the NFL and just sports in general, but especially the NFL, it's a league of opportunities. And so if that opportunity comes, you get that shot. And if you dominate that opportunity and you keep doing it, oh, man. And you do everything else right, which I know he does. Everyone trusts him. The quarterback, the
1: offense, the whole team. But doesn't the, defense, doesn't the defense just want to nail him?
3: <laughs> yeah, that is true too. As you go up, yeah, everyone, the defense, on the defense, like him. I'm gonna get this guy. Like, but but that's the thing. He's so, man, he's a special player because he does everything so consistent at a high level that, I mean, the results are just speaking for themselves right now, right? yeah
0: Bronson we always appreciate you coming in like we were talking about this for the ageless one he doesn't look like he's aged a day. you look the same as you did when you played <laughs> how do you do it man everybody wants your secret
3: <laughs> hey you just got to be here in Provo eating cougar towels you know it's, it's, is that uh, the secret one a, week, one a week because if that's the secret
0: I know a lot of people are going to be up for that <laughs> right thanks for thanks for coming in always appreciate the insights always yeah. fun to talk to you thanks thanks for having me and yeah. by the way uh, Bronson and I did a a deep blue uh, radio podcast so uh, we'll, we'll plug that that as well. Oh, yeah. For those that want to want to check that out, uh, you can uh, you can listen to that as well. Thanks, Bronson. L- Thanks.
1: Let's plug this too. Uh, bye week, but the Cougar Tailgate podcast rolls on. Lauren McLean and her fellow tailgaters discuss everything about the team they love. You can download Cougar Tailgate wherever you find podcasts or on the BYU Radio app.
0: Which BYU football player may be back from injury earlier than expected? This is certainly good news, and we'll tell you. After the break, this is BYU Sports Nation.
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. He's Dave. I'm Jason. Let's get to today's headlines. A lot going on, number 7, BYU women's soccer hosting number 7, Texas Tech at Southfield tonight in front of a sellout. Both teams undefeated in the Big 12. Texas Tech, by the way, hasn't lost a regular season game since last September 25th. That's crazy. That's 12 <laughs> wins in their last 12 Big 12 games. It can all end tonight. You can watch it at 9 Eastern on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Lauren Gustin was named to
0: the preseason All-Big 12 team as an honorable mention yesterday. Congratulations to Lauren. Gustin was a co-WCC Defensive Player of the Year last year, led the NCAA, averaging 16.7 rebounds per game, and was second in the country in double-doubles with 27 last season. In case you were wondering, Shaley Gonzalez, who's now at Texas, also an honorable mention.
1: How about that uh, first team all WCC superhero go to the Big 12. You get honorable mention.
0: I, I thought she was going to get more than honorable mention.
1: It's going to be a fun season yes, for Lauren is. Gustin. Men's and women's cross country holding steady in the national poll number three for the men. Number six for the women. Both teams in action next weekend. We had Ed Istone on the show yesterday. They're ready to they just win. That's, That's what all they do. they do. They're ready to go. Taking that Nike slogan.
0: Just win. You know <laughs> there you go. Bobo Huang and Emily Astle of women's tennis both participated in the ITA All-American Championships in North Carolina yesterday. Huang dropped her match in the main singles draw, and the duo of Huang and
1: Astle dropped their match in the main doubles draw. Mickey Strauss, I don't know if related to Levi or not down the line, but uh, named Big 12 Diver of the Week. Jordan Tiffany named Newcomer of the Week for swim and dive for their performances at the Intermountain Shootout last week.
0: And BYU Athletics and the Big 12 Conference announced yesterday that they'll be holding a women's empowerment event during BYU's homecoming week on Thursday, October 19th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. on the Marriott Center floor. You can get more information, get all the details on the event by going to byucougars.com. Those are today's headlines. Now let's whip it. Google Whip Around is presented by Maersk,
1: your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Linebacker Ben Bywater telling local media here this week, that, quote, I'm feeling much better, much much better. Three muches. Just bunches. busted I like up it. my shoulder during the Kansas game. It's my good shoulder, my right one, so obviously that's unfortunate. I'm doing a lot of rehab, getting it back, and I'll be out there against TCU. Close quote. How big would it be to get Bywater back for the Horn Frogs? It would be huge.
0: And look. BYU needs to have its full complement of players to achieve the goals that it wants in this first year. So having a guy like Ben Bywater, who has been so steady on defense, mm-hmm. and let's be honest, he's going to be playing on Sundays whenever he chooses to make that jump.
1: To have that guy back in the lineup is massive. Leading tackler of the last two seasons. And you're right, he needs his leadership. He was missed against Cincinnati. Max Tooley stepped up with 16. Uh, and A.J. Kachang and and Harrison Taggart, they each had ten. Uh, but when you throw Bywater in there, you're just better. Yep. And uh, so we'll we'll hope we'll keep you posted on that. Okay, BYU is second worst in the FBS in average
0: yards needed on third down this season at 8.6 yards. That's tied with New Mexico and Charlotte. Is this the BYU
1: offense's biggest issue right now? It's the number one issue. When you throw on first down and then everyone knows you're going to run on second down, that's our trend, and then you get less than two yards on second down, which is what our average is, that's why you end up with third and eight Yeah. over and over and over again. First down production, whether you're throwing it or running it, it's got to be better than it is. And then it allows you with a second down option that's not second and ten. Uh, and then that improves your third down option yeah. if it's third and three. I'm not an offensive coordinator. I'm not an offensive genius. Uh, Aaron Roderick is very good at what he does, but there are trends that we see. And we always run on second down and ten. We know it. The defense knows it. And then it's third down and ten. So you got to get a better first down. You got to run the football a little bit, yeah. much better. Yeah. But you got to have a better production on first down to take the edge off second down. And eliminate third and long yeah that's the key see
0: i, I we're, we're we're kind of on the same page with this i think this is a byproduct of the big issue and it's the lack of the running game and for what you were talking about look However you're picking up the yards, being able to get yardage on first down so that you can open up the playbook a little bit more on second and third, and you're not in these third and long situations as big. But I think the the inability to run the ball has put so much pressure on the passing game that the defense knows that you're going to pass. So that that just takes that away a little bit. So for me, this is a byproduct of not being able to run the ball. And for me, not running the ball is the biggest offensive issue.
1: Puka Nakua has more receiving yards through four games than the following teams combined in their receiving rooms. The Falcons, the Giants, the Patriots, and the Ravens. Does that say more about Puka, or does it say more about the Falcons, Giants, Patriots, and Ravens? Um,
0: Probably says more about those other teams that they don't have anybody. But that doesn't take anything away from what Puka has done. Remember, fifth round pick, the last pick of the fifth round, and has come in. This is why we talked about it last year with Tyler Algier. Yes, everybody wants to be this high draft pick, and because not only is there status with that, but there's also a financial gain by being picked as high as you possibly can. But for longevity, it's all about where you go and the situation you go to, and Puka could not have gone to a
1: better situation, and he deserves every accolade that's coming his way so far. Think of Puka's situation and Zach Wilson's situation. And Jaron Hall's situation, who we haven't seen since the preseason, because he's just standing there learning how to play as a rookie behind the quarterback. Zach was thrown out there in his situation, and it's been rough sledding ever since. Yeah. Puka over there in California, he's living the dream. All right, we talked about the big matchup.
0: The two 17s teams in women's soccer uh, is a win tonight,
1: the only path for BYU women's soccer to win a Big 12 title. It's not the only path because you're in a conference now and there's a lot of paths. Yep. Uh, these kind of games used to be the early season game or a game we wouldn't see until the postseason. A team at like Texas Tech ranked number seven, but we get them here in October. Yep. That's the life in the Big 12 and the great opportunity is to defend your home field which has been interesting in the Big 12 because the Cougars haven't lost on their home field they have a 1 on their home field. They've tied twice yeah. on their home field. Can they break through? I think there's a lot of pressure. The place is packed, and that's good for the home team. But sometimes it's also uh, a cause of anxiety on yeah. the home team. They all came to see you dominate. And when the other teams play in four corners, like TCU and Cincinnati, have just, we just want to run the clock out and get
0: out yeah, of here. The yeah, they, they packed everybody in. Yes. I'm with you. It's not the only way, but it would certainly go a long way. I mean, they're, they're the team that's atop the standings in the Big 12. We know how good BYU is at home, and I know how important it is for them to get that win in conference at home. They've not liked the fact that they've had the two draws. This is going to be a fun one tonight. Make sure you're checking it out. Another plug.
1: And let Plenty. this yeah. let the 12 the historic now. one. Yes. The first win yes. against the Big 12 team, which the football team is still relishing from last Friday. Absolutely. And speaking of tonight's
0: big soccer game between not one, but two seventh ranked teams any Vaca of BYU Women's Soccer will preview the matchup between BYU and Texas Tech right after the break. She's in Studio B. We will talk with Lava next. This is BYU Sports Nation.
3: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e commerce logistics shipping partner.
1: The shot blocked in the end. Welcome
0: back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. How about that back line of BYU women's soccer? Dave McCann, Jason Shepard, and happy to have LaVinny Vaca in Studio B with us. Hi. Hi. How are you, Lava?
2: Good. How are you guys? Happy to be here.
0: We are are great. I want to ask about the shirt. I thought thought Dave was the only one that had shirts with his own name on it. But you've got the. (laughs) You've got your own shirt right here.
2: Yes. Um, What's the story? My family just wanted a shirt and they decided to make one. So they decided to just throw me on there in my name.
1: So look, now we see a lot of this NIL stuff. Yeah. In shirts like this. But if your family does it, you should call them and say, you need to send me a check.
2: Right. I should. So <laughs> if anyone wants a shirt out there, let me know.
0: <laughs> those are pretty cool. Those are those are, those are really cool. Yeah,
1: nice yeah, job. Tell your cool. family. they did Yes, a great they did a great, a great job. I will. Let's get right to the big one tonight. Uh, Texas Tech is here. Battle of sevens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what's their read on on the Red Raiders?
2: Um, yeah, Texas Tech has had a really good season so far. I honestly don't know too much about them other than they move the ball pretty well and play similar to us. And just knowing that right off the bat is, I'm going to expect to have to run a lot more, play more defense, and expect a really good game tonight.
1: Do you think that the nature of this game will be attack on both sides the whole game. Texas Tech isn't obviously coming here wanting to tie like some teams have. Um, but that also plays into your hand because this is a team built to attack, this BYU team.
2: Yeah, right. And I hope we see them attack because you know we have been seeing different teams right. pack it in on us. And like you said, it does play into our game is if they like to attack like we'll counter attack as well. So I hope it's like that.
1: Iowa State tried to attack, yeah, and then you counterattacked and scored seven goals. <laughs> seven <Right>. goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Southfield is sold out. That's
0: not a huge surprise. We know what type of atmosphere Southfield is. Uh, it's such a home-field advantage for you. But I know you guys have been frustrated that you're still looking for that, that first conference uh, home win. You've had the two draws. How important is that for you guys to, to kind of get back to what you're used to at Southfield?
2: Yeah, I think it's super important, like having that Southfield advantage for us, like pushing almost 5,000 every home game so far has been amazing. And so I think we have to do better at protecting Southfield. And I think like the biggest key for us tonight are those 10 to 15 minutes. You know, you look at those draws, they've scored within those 10 to 15 minutes. And so we just have to learn how to go bigger and instead of possessing sometimes.
1: Crowds are funny in in their relationship with with athletes. Uh, We've seen it at the football stadium when it's not going right and all of a sudden 65,000 the anxiety goes right to the quarterback. We've seen it at the Marriott Center when when a free throw's not going in and 20,000 and it just goes right to the to the to the BYU guy you got at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And then over at Southfield, again as you mentioned these sellouts and giant crowds, can you feel the anxiety uh, and, and also the 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 plus is you feel the euphoria, but but it's interesting how those feelings come and go.
2: Yeah, we can for sure feel that, but I think For us, we feel it from the coaches more than the fans. I think the fans are pretty good at not, like, I feel like, pressuring us. But it's been fun. They definitely help with our energy.
0: How would you evaluate the season as a whole so far?
2: I think our season's been going great so far. The way we started off in the Big 12, I think we could have started off a little bit better. But I think we have started off strong. And to know that we haven't played our best yet, I think, is pretty like cool to know that we have more potential in us.
1: The win at Texas was big. Texas Tech also wins at Texas, which, so it's kind of a rubber match tonight, a little bit of these two powers in the league. But Jen Rockwood said going in that this program was Big 12 ready because of the kind of schedules that you've played the last four or five years to prepare you for this. Do you feel that 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 has been the case? It's a tougher league than the WCC, Mm -hmm. but, but you're ready for it.
2: Yeah, I like she has, I totally agree. Um, she has prepared like hard preseasons for us so that we could be ready for the Big 12. And honestly, before joining Big 12, it's it's just like another conference for us because we've kept those expectations high throughout yeah. WCC.
0: What has the Big 12 experience been like so far, obviously a little bit further, mm-hmm. you get so used to those 90 minute or less flights, yeah. you know, to, to away games and whatnot, but facing new teams and starting to build those new rivalries. What's the overall experience been like to this point?
2: The experience has been fun. It's been hard adjusting to like travel wise, like Monday, Thursday games and like traveling on Sundays and, and just having to adjust. But the fans like from other teams have been pretty good to us. I haven't really noticed anything too bad. And it's cool seeing all these other like facilities, like places we've never been and going into games, like not knowing like what to expect. So it's been good.
1: Has it been a surprise that, that the BYU fans have also found you guys when you're on the road? You show up and you're never a stranger on the road.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's never been a surprise. Like every home, like every, I guess, away game is a home game for us. And that's what's unique about the church is that we're everywhere, like the gospel's everywhere. And so I think that's helped us a lot, having a ton of fans for us.
1: I think Monday games work because it gives a good, it's a family
2: home
0: family evening. Family home activity.
2: evening, right? So <laughs> here, we're right. all
0: going. Yeah. So uh, speaking of family, I do want to ask you about about your twin sister. I'm so so used to going to practice and seeing both of right. you there. Well, now you've got Davi that's with at Florida. Uh-huh. Um, what has this season been like solo?
2: Yeah, it was hard at first like fall camp was definitely hard like you said like going to practices by myself was like super different and we were roommates as well so not having someone to make sure that i was awake was hard (laughs) um still adjusting i know she's still adjusting but it's been good for us like being our separate person so
0: how was how was she enjoying florida and she, the gator program and how, how much do you guys do you guys talk every day
2: yeah talk every day she's she's definitely watching right now so <laughs> she loves Florida. she loves the coaching staff she loves the vision for the program um definitely more humid for her but oh, yeah <laughs> you know she's been training at high altitudes so out there it's easy for her but she loves it
1: all right so for tonight the first 10 to 15 minutes is going to be the the tone setter for the night yes that's the Shep, you're on the broadcast. Don't mess up the first 10 to 15 minutes. I'm not going to, I'm not, I like, like, uh,
0: you know, Greg, full focus. Josie, myself, those first 10 to 15 minutes are going to be crucial for us as well on the broadcast tonight. Yes. Well, we appreciate you coming in. We will give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. So you can take that with you into the uh, game tonight. Tonight's also the annual uh, pink game to raise uh, cancer or well, uh, awareness. It's a sellout. Uh, you know, Southfield will be rocking. Um, good luck tonight and thanks
1: for stopping by. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Good
1: luck. All right. Hey, on this week's Her Why podcast, here are the details on Lauren McLean. She visits with BYU tennis player Avery Pope. She gives us the inside scoop on growing up in the Pope household with her dad, Mark, as the head basketball coach. Why her mom's her hero and why she chose tennis instead of basketball. The latest episode on the BYU radio app or wherever you find your podcast.
0: What is your favorite moment from the BYU football season so far? We'll read more responses coming up after the break. Stay with us. This is BYU
1: Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation's on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. Yes, please, absolutely. Very polite. I like that.
0: Our question of the day, what's your favorite moment from the BYU football season so far? On X, Uh, Clyde Livingston says, Travis Kelsey in a BYU uniform. Let me tell you, my worlds were colliding, and I couldn't have been happier. I
1: I figured you were in euphoria. (laughs) And today's his birthday. And today's his birthday. So
0: happy birthday, Travis Kelsey.
1: Now, if Taylor Swift is in a BYU jersey next, can you imagine? I'm gonna call 911 just for you. Just <laughs> say go check on Shep.
0: I, I I may I may lose my mind. There's no question about it. Uh, also on X uh, at Texas Colonel, being a person at the Arkansas game with my three sons, a treasured memory. Specifically, the Parker Parker Kingston pass was big. So being in person. Yes. I like that. To be there and witness that. Making memories with your kids. That's the best. Yes, absolutely. Best. All right. Our elite voice of the day is presented <laughs> by PAX, Healthcare Elevated. And this comes in from Tyson Claire Price on X. Says, uh, it hasn't happened yet. It will happen when BYU wins against TCU, Texas Tech, Louisiana Texas, alert. West Louisiana Louisiana Virginia, alert. Iowa Alabama State, alert. Oklahoma. Louisiana See where this alert. is going. Oklahoma State. And go seven wins and zero losses in their last seven games. I love the optimism. That will be the best part of the season. Put on your blue goggles, go
1: BYU, and go Cougars. That sets the tone for the day. Tyson. Is
0: Tyson Clear Price your burner account?
1: <laughs> it could be. It could be. All right, uh, today's- Because we'd
0: all love that. Yes, we absolutely would. Today's Rising Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. How about we give it to women's soccer tonight? Big match against Texas. Tech. Strike early yes. and often. Yes, exactly. The Cobra Kai motto.
1: Our thanks to today's guests, Bronson Cafusi and Leveni Vaca. Conversation continues 24 7 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, all of our stuff on demand at BYUSN.com. For Dave, I'm Jason. Shout out to Alexis Cafusi. Soccer Tonight ESPN
0: Plus. Go Cougs.